0: Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real-life stories from high-performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleaze. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. It's me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis, and I am here talking to you this week about assessing January okay so how was the last month for you lots going on here in the UK into another lockdown you know it has been a pretty tough time for a lot of businesses they've carried on as normal other businesses have obviously had to shut shop once again um, others still haven't opened for the first time and so you know how has it gone? Has it gone to plan? Where are you versus where you are planning to be? Now, the reason why I'm breaking this down, you know, we are literally in quarter one of 2021 and this is the first month. Why am I talking about this now? Because actually month one, you're a third of the way through that quarter. You're able to do something about it. Okay. If you wait, if you look to, to figure out how am I going, oh, I'll figure it out at the end of Q1. That's it. That's that quarter done and dusted, and there's nothing you can do to make changes or or to bring it, you know, to pull it back and and rescue the scenario. So, what I thought was at the end of each month, I'm going to be prompting you to um, not going into as much detail of this. Do not panic, uh, but prompting you to have a look at that month and see how its performance has gone first before I talk around what you're doing and why you're doing it I'm just going to give you a quick update on my business and what's going on you know I do practice what I preach I do review I do assess and figure out where I am Um, we actually do it on a weekly basis uh, on a Monday morning uh, where we have a meeting and we look at our quarterly rocks as we call them which for those of you which are retraction will know where I got that from But, you know, it's looking at what have we got planned, what were we planning to do, where are we versus these plans, are we, you know, running to target, are we not. I've got three things in my Q1 plan, which I do not mind sharing with you. It's to be ready for launch, Uh, it's to update the podcast, Um, hello, this, and also supporting resources, building those supporting resources. So what does ready for launch look like? Well, it's having everything... In a position where we are launching the book funnel, uh, which, as I said last week, was the, the going to be the focus, uh, rather than having um, spreading myself a little bit too thinly and, and doing a challenge as well. That's what we're looking at doing is getting everything ready for that funnel, which, you know, yes, you're like, oh, well, it's only one funnel. Yeah, it is only one funnel, but it's about doing it right and having that focus. These are the three focus things that I am looking to do this quarter. And incidentally, just as it happens, I'm not doing client work at the moment. So this is my pure focus. Obviously, normally, this would be on top of the day-to-day stuff that you need to do in your business to keep it running. This is why we take things that little bit steadier. For me, I've done three things because, you know, I have a full time job at the moment, which is, you know, growing a mini person um, and helping them to to get established and and sorted out into a routine, etc. So that's why I've kept it to the three, so that I can I can have that focus and make sure that what I I'm t- I'm setting myself as a goal this quarter I actually get done. So as far as the launch and the podcast is concerned, we are up to date. The book is on target. The final manuscript has now been su- has now been submitted, and uh, it's a case of, of the guys in the publishing company working their magic and and doing all these different things. So you know, have I got an input? Yes, I have. there's covers. there's all sorts of other things to um get involved in, but in the main, it is ready majority of my bits done the final manuscript is in and it should be it should come out the other end of all that process by the 15th of March whether or not we decide to go with that date to launch it um it's still under debate it is a little earlier than I was anticipating um and so we are likely to hold off that bit longer um as I'm not really intending to be back back properly until May you know, we're on target with the launch and the podcast, but we're slightly behind on the supporting resources. Uh, we have a new website. We have a website really, <laughs> which, um, uh, needs to be constructed. Uh, Martin is the bottleneck. He knows this, he's been telling people this too. Um, so, uh, so it's all right if you tell him that, um, you know, he is the bottleneck with this sort of stuff because he, you know, does the the written copy and has done for some time with my business. So, I have input, but he puts all these things together because we're playing to our strengths. I am not somebody who is super skilled at copy. So it's better to use somebody who is better than you. We have got support being organized so that we're in a position where we will be be able to knock these things out quicker. And, you know, that's one of those conversations you have to have with yourself is actually do I need to to draw on different resources? You know, I am lucky. It's pretty one dimensional at the moment. It's just the tasks rather than clients. But um, as I say, it's not my sole focus. And so I'm probably pretty much where I would be if I had clients as far as sort of time to to, to focus on these things. In fact, I've probably got slightly less, thank you to lockdown and um, needing to shield relatives, which means that um, I don't have the support that we were anticipating at this stage. But anyway, moving on where are you versus your goals so I encouraged you requested that you so hopefully you did do some sort of plan for 2021 you know what have you got that you know when you're breaking it down into into quarters what are your q1 goals and if you want to share those I am going to be popping it out a post in the selling without Sleeves group that you can um, get involved in and and commit your quarter one plans, so you know your goals for the end of it what do you intend to do by the end of quarter one, which obviously is the end of March so where are you versus those goals at this moment in time? what were you anticipating to have got done uh, and what have you managed to achieve also with revenue and um, the likelihood is is that you've you've you're aiming for growth or you're aiming on improvement from the back end of last year. What sort of revenue targets did you have? Now, when we talk revenue, I do encourage clients to break down revenue by the week. And when we're looking at where they are, they report that to me in, you know, by, by week. So, you know, it's worth taking into consideration where am I, you know, I don't anticipate you being quite a third of the way through your, your target for this quarter purely because you, you know, your expectation is, is that it will, that it will build. So you're likely to have slightly less this month, but then it will go go that bit more and that bit more over the next couple of months. But again, if it's you know if you're way behind, then this is a great opportunity to to look at it. And that's what I'm going to move on to now is talking to you around sense checking it. I've broken this down into three sections, right? You're either on or above target, you're either slightly below or significantly below. Okay, you'll notice that I have broken out the not so good bits into. Two sections rather than it just being below and above. Um, I've just split it out that little bit more and I will come on to why in a moment. If you're on or above target, what has contributed to that success? You know, do you need to focus on the stretch target, the target that you set for, you know, a longer period of time ahead, whether that's three or five years? Are you able to sort of nibble away at that and look at steps that you can make towards achieving that one. So, you know, you're kind of doing uh, an adjustment in a positive way to keep you focused and, and keep you moving forwards. If you're already smashing these targets, then You know, let's, let's have another, something else to aim at. Keep the original targets and goals, but just build on them that little bit more. And, you know, acknowledge those stretches and and figure out how you might be able to achieve them. Keep building on that momentum. There's no point holding yourself back because it's like, oh, wait a minute. I was only supposed to do this much this year. Unless, of course, you know, your focus isn't just on the revenue and it is the work life balance, in which case you're like, well, I'm on target here. So, you know, maybe I can apply the brakes and um, not spend as much time as I am doing which is another option. You know, do you need to to focus on that and break that down that stretch target by month or week? How can you basically build or maintain your on your on or above target performance that you've done so far? So, what happens if you're slightly below? Well, what do you need to do to bring it back in line? Like, obviously, ideally, we're slightly below, which is why I've broken this out into two, you know, the slightly below and significantly below is because it's like, you know, slightly below is recoverable. There's, there'll be little tweaks, little changes that you can make so that you can achieve that, that target. Okay. You can get back on track with those milestones. The thing is, is when it's significantly below, it gets to the point of being demoralizing. And then there's no point in sort of dragging yourself on, chasing this figure that is just totally not in the same ballpark as where you currently are. You need to look and you need to assess, you know, the opposite obviously to being on or above target, but the process is still the same. What has happened? What's contributed to this? What, what's what gone on that has resulted in this? Now, it could be that, you know, for those of you which were, were trading, and then, you know, the, the third lockdown happened. That's meant that, you know, you've had to, to close again. Obviously, that's going to have a huge impact. If it's not something like that, then what is it? And what can you do? What can you plan to do so that you're in a better position when you are allowed to trade again? Hopefully, there'll be some business growth elements that you could be getting on with to make the most of this time. I appreciate it is really rubbish, but you might as well try and do something positive and get something positive out of this, even if it's to highlight to you um, where the risk factors are, where the, the weaknesses are in your business when it comes to force shutdowns and things like that. Figure out how's it happened? Is there anything that I can do to change that? Some things, as I say, are, are out of your control, but if they're not, what can you do about them? Does an adjustment need to happen to the goal? Again, I would keep the original, but I would also you know, acknowledge an adjusted goal based on the scenario that you are now faced with if it's the face if it's a case that something's happened and it's within your control then you know what are you going to do what steps are you going to take to address it this isn't going to go away on its own further considerations are how well have you sp- stuck to the plan now you know you if you had a plan if you created a plan uh looking at right these are my targets for Q1 I want to achieve x y and z these are the steps that I need to take in order to achieve x How well have you stuck to that? It should come as no surprise to you. It's kind of common sense that if you haven't done the steps, you're likely to be behind on that, on that target. Okay. You're likely to not be achieving it. You shouldn't be disappointed because you can see why it hasn't happened, why you haven't achieved it or why you haven't started building towards it. But You need to understand still, or how come I haven't got around to it? Is it a diary thing? Is it a time management thing? Is the fact that I have like my 101 children now running around at home because they're not in school at the moment? What has gone on which has, you know, scuppered those plans? What can you do differently? And I've heard of some really, really weird and wonderful ways to manage these scenarios, including people who are sleeping during the day clearly don't mind my children and working at night when the kids are in bed there are all sorts of options particularly when you work for yourself if you haven't got to communicate that much with clients or if you've got clients on different um, time zones anyway or if you haven't then is that something you can look at where are you why haven't you stuck to that plan what can you do to get back on track how has that contributed to where you are versus target i've pretty much covered you know what is what has what has gone on what impact has that had i mean that the plus point can come when you've been achieving targets without actually doing the, the plans the steps that you were intending um you can think crikey you know i managed that without doing these steps what could i manage when if i did or actually are these are these steps no longer uh, required or viable you know where are you at so have a good sense check are you able to tell how you're performing versus targets and goals? If you're not, then the milestones and targets aren't clear enough. If you're not able to say, actually, this is where I am versus the the steps that I was supposed to take, then, you know, you either haven't been clear on the steps or um, you don't have any steps. I, I would strongly advise that, you know, you get some because you can't measure it. You, you are in a position where you do not know where you are. You do not know how you're performing. That is never a good thing. Um, Martin is currently trying to get me to do tracking of my personal goals on some amazing high-level spreadsheet that he's got and that he's created. I know that that is the best way for me to achieve my goals, but I do like a bit of downtime from the the processes and the measurements that happens within a business. And so, you know, as you can imagine, I am a little bit resistant to this, but I know that this is the best way to get results. I am just being a little bit stubborn right now. Don't be stubborn. Think, actually, if I don't know where I'm going, if I don't know what I'm doing, then get that plan in place so that you do know. And, yeah, I should actually take a a leaf out of my own book and and apply that to my personal goals. But I am talking business here, so I'm not telling you one thing and doing something else. I do do this for my business. Let's move on. You know, how are your numbers looking? So how many leads have you had in January? How many were you wanting? If you didn't know how many you were wanting, then let's look at the bigger picture. How much revenue were were you wanting? How many customers does that equate to? I am always super, super keen, but nine times out of 10, when I start working with a client, they do not have a handle on these numbers. And I would say that actually for a lot of inquiries we get for the agency, it's the same thing. How many leads are you generating? How many of these are resulting in like a book call or an abandoned cart or something which is progressing that person forwards along the sales process? And then how many of those leads, those book calls are becoming paying customers. If you're able to figure out those numbers, then you're able to understand how many leads you need to achieve your desired figures. I am here assuming that one of your goals, to be fair, one of your targets for Q1 was to was was a revenue based target. It's a really decent measurement. You know, I'm always pretty keen to have revenue featuring in there somewhere. You should be able to figure out these numbers. You need to understand how many leads you need in order to get your desired figures. And then you want to also know how much a lead is costing you versus how much you make per actual customer. Now, again, that is a key factor. If you are able to look at these numbers, which I did say to you two podcasts ago now, so episode 40, I did warn you that assessing January was coming. Uh, We need to know these numbers understanding these numbers is so so helpful because this can figure out can help you figure out how viable your your product offering is to use digital marketing to you know get leads generated using advertising it enables you to understand you know for instance if you needed to to speak to 25 people to convert one person then that's a heck of a lot of calls and you need to build that time into your costings, because if you don't, then you could be in a position where you you literally can't you can't cover all those all those elements you know and you get to the point where if you need to speak to twenty five people at fifteen minutes each to get one person which you then need to spend time um actually you know servicing that account, that customer when they come on board then you're gonna you need to look at outsourcing that or doing something else, so you need the money to cover that it's all around viability the revenue you can generate from that customer, bearing in mind the number of leads that it's taken you to get to that point. And that's the thing. It's a numbers game. You can't expect everybody who comes onto your radar, everybody who you capture their email address through one offering or another, you can't expect them all to become customers. And so it's around figuring out, well, you know, these are the customers that I'm getting. How much do I need to charge them? How many leads do I need in order to make these numbers work? As far as, you know, sort of another consideration is concerned, if, you know, you're looking at your figures in January, what are the quick wins? Where can you pull in more revenue without too much of a distraction? Now, that's the key thing is I speak to people who are like, well, yeah, all I need to do is if I make it this digital product, no, right? We have got three core focuses for key one was that digital product part of those key things no if it wasn't then don't so think about how can you do it without distracting you from that bigger picture because working on that bigger picture and focusing your time on that bigger picture is going to be what brings you in that revenue in the longer term we're talking quick fixes here like a special offer or an opportunity which doesn't take up too much of your time stuff from, from back catalogues, something which is group orientated so that you can actually just provide it all in one sitting. Um, and you know, I've done a couple of those. I've done some where I've needed to record something. So I've sent that out. I've sent out opportunities to basically sit in be audience because I like having an actual audience when I'm presenting slides and stuff. You know, it's been a paid scenario, but it hasn't been an overly expensive one. And so you've got people onto that. It's these sorts of activities that can just help you, particularly if you're in that slightly below scenario, just to bolster and give you that little bit more. Basically, guys, that is this week's podcast for you. It's about looking at January, figuring out where it is versus the plans that you were, you've put in place looking at your numbers, understanding your numbers. Okay, I am going to do a podcast in the next month or two where I will happily speak to somebody around their business and look at their numbers and help them to determine what's viable, what's not viable, what's their potential spend that they can do on their their offer. And so if you would like to be that person, if you would like that free session in return for it being recorded for the podcast, then please do let me know you can drop me an email at Sarah at sellingwithout or you can pop into my group which is selling without sleaze and that will be that's on Facebook and it will be in my selling without sleaze group will be the first um I'll put that opportunity out there first before I put it out to, to anybody else so you know please do feel free to pop into that group and be ready for that post. In the meantime guys I just want to wish you a fantastic week happy selling bye for now thanks for listening to the selling without Steve podcast if you'd like this episode please head over to itunes stitcher or wherever else you're listening and leave us a review it's a really great way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it